Welcome to the Crane Reframe, a Frasier fan podcast. I'm Ash. And I'm Sarah. And we are on the air. Oh, hi, Sarah. Oh, hi, Ashley. Thanks for coming over. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's really a joy. It's always a joy. <laughs> Especially when it's been a whole week. I see crazy. you. I haven't seen you since last Thursday. I know. It hasn't you been exactly to live a week. with me. I know. It feels so wrong. It does feel And then when so we're wrong, busy. But yet so right. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to see you thrive. Yeah. And you love having your living room back. <laughs> yeah. She lived in my living room. But now your living room's so cute. Thank you. It was really we're for the best. We're planted in Christmas land. It's so Christmassy. Yep. I finished everything today, the day before the 1st of December. Because mm. I know Santa's watching. He's literally on his way to town. He is on his way. <laughs> and he sees me. When you're sleeping. And. When you're awake. That is true. <laughs> Creepy. A little weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Someone um, should report that guy. Yeah. He's a real problem. <laughs> Santa's ruining Christmas. Santa's canceled. <laughs> we need to talk about Santa. You Where's guys, his apology video? <laughs> I need Santa to tweet stat. Yeah. Santa, where's his, his notes app apology? You know what I was thinking the other day? What? I like had this old man rant in my head where it's like, you know, the little red, right? Little red riding hood. God. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, <laughs> the other case, yeah, the other story the other about red, red one person, <laughs> the other red one, not even a person, a reindeer, <laughs> where they're like, you know, Dasher and Dancer mm-hmm. and Donner, and I, I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> the only one I know about is, is Rudolph. Rudolph. Like, I barely know. Who the fuck are they? <laughs> I don't know if I can name all of them. How many are there? No, I always get confused. I always repeat. There's, like, there's Donner. Wait, you know, Dasher and Dancer and Donner and Blitzen, Blitzen, Connor and Cupid and Comet and Cupid, Comet and Cupid and Don. Do you already say Donner? Yeah, I think it's always Donner and Vixen and Vixen. But Vixen, and then it's like it does say. Do you recall the most? Do you recall the famous? But even he's the most famous. Why would we need to recall him? Like, why is it like, do you recall? Like, but do you even know about the most you know famous? these other nine fucking randos. Hey, you know, like five indie bands, but do you recall the Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a story. So we got Paul. We got George. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I got upset prematurely because saying the lyrics do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? But, but I was—you wouldn't like, have to ask that question. You've heard of blah blah blah, and I'm like, no, I haven't. I know but nothing. See, I know nothing about them. What color <laughs> are their noses? Do they have any specific like skills What's that they bring to lore? the table? What's the lore? What is what their happened to them? Origin story? Yeah. Does one of them have like a weird hoof? Like, <laughs> and that like dictates how. <laughs> They navigate Christmas time and like, I got it. I got no feeling in this foot. I can 
push this present off the sleigh. Look, it could happen. I'm going to write my own lore. Whose story does that belong to? <laughs> Donner would have a weird hoof, I've decided. Oh, yeah, because he appears twice like they thought we wouldn't fucking notice. <laughs> I bet you he doesn't. I, I can't remember the other one. Didn't you used to, like, sing Christmas yeah, and songs this, No, this as, is like, why this- a troop- this, which is the easiest song, would stress me out when people wanted to do the long version. Like when they wanted to not just launch into Rudolph, but be like, <laughs> do you know? You're like, someone. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, can someone <laughs> tell me? <laughs> you know. You're, were you Dasher the one in like mouth dancer and Oh, Prancer. Dasher, Dasher Dancer, Prancer, Blitzen, Blitzen. Comet, Cupid, Cupid, Donner, Vixen. Vixen. Hey! <laughs> Maybe not in that order. I don't. Don't quote us. Don't don't. <laughs> Clearly, I don't recall any of them. <laughs> but I don't recall the least famous reindeers of all. Donner has a cleft hoof. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a thing. Wow, Comet looks a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look Prancer in the eyes. <laughs> Cupid's a narcoleptic. <laughs> Blitzen has a plan for world demise. <laughs> See, we all got our little special things and they all deserve a song. Yeah. Hey, so guys. And they were weird to the guy with the red nose. <laughs> Fucking. They're all, of course. One of them's planning like terrorist attacks. Yeah. While using the innocence, cloaked behind the innocence <laughs> of Santa's sleigh. <laughs> Emphasis on sleigh. Sleigh. <laughs> not like sleigh. Oh, yeah, murder. <laughs> okay, why did I not go there and you did? Because I'm... <laughs> You're dark. You're yeah, spooky. Twisted. Twisted, sir. Spooky, sir. <laughs> spooky, sir. All right, guys, guess what? This is a Fraser fan podcast. Yeah, I forgot again. <laughs> <laughs> She literally looked around like a little elf was going to help put her back on track. Like she looked around and down like she was going to have a little assist in her brain. Like, and we're back. And we're back. Guess what, though? We have good news. It was Spotify wrapped season. And we're the number one podcast for three of You know when I said we have good news? That's not at all what I was going to say. We're we're in the top 10 for 33. I like that because 33 is my favorite (laughs) number and it's tattooed on my body, the number 33. Mm -hmm. Fun fact. Um, No, you can't say it. (laughs) No. No. But yeah, you're coming in hot. We're the number one podcast for three people. You know what? I don't care. It may be just... (laughs) Shout out to those three people. I love you three. If you were listening right now and you were one of the three with us as your number one podcast. You're a real one. We love you. We're sending you hugs. I bet you one of you's from Radelaide. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Adelaide but rad? Yes. They said that's what they call it. Oh. That's rad, Adelaide. I know. That's cool. Look, they're weird down under. It's cool California. (laughs) 
When I said weird, that was a compliment. I love weird. So. Uh, yeah, weird's a compliment. But I have to go back. Sarah just said California. <laughs> I just have <laughs> yeah. to sit on that for a second. Next time, next time I want to travel and someone's going to ask me where I'm from. I'm gonna say, and you're going to, you know what you got to do though? What? You got to take a pair of shades out of your breast pocket. <laughs> yeah. Flip them. Put them on without stabbing myself in the eye. Yep. Yeah. Don't do that. Okay. Do it a couple times in the mirror. <laughs> Practice. Practice. Because that's how and cool say, I am. I'm from California. And then just walk away. And then walk away. It disappear <sighs> behind a tumbleweed blows after me. A tumbleweed? Yeah. What? Because you saw a tumbleweed last week. Now you're all like jacked yeah, on Yeah, in my tumbleweed, tumbleweed era. <laughs> she saw a real tumbleweed last I've week. I've seen them. But I was once again in awe. <laughs> there is something awe about it. It's cool that they're real. It does seem very like, wait, those are real? Yeah. But they'll not- straight up just like blow across the highway. Just exactly as you'd and expect you, them it to. It looks exactly like how they're depicted. <laughs> yeah. No surprises. Life they imitates art to themselves. Art imitates life. It's a big cycle. Tumbleweed. So thank you to our Spotify <laughs> listeners. <laughs> thank you to everyone who's listened this year we started this podcast this year and it's just been so amazing yeah we have so. like almost like three thousand streams total yeah. that's pretty cool seven this is episode 17 we're going strong we going keep strong. growing like not yeah. only in our like listenership but also like on our instagram yeah, our followers our interaction it's really cool and i know we don't do it regular releases you guys kind of just have been very accepted us you've accepted our um not scheduled schedule Mm -hmm. so we just want to take a moment moment of of reflection (laughs) for this auditory format (laughs) we're just gonna have a moment of silence in your honor (laughs) (laughs) not take that seriously i was gonna see how long it could last (laughs) not long but I do have some, cur- I don't know if... What was your actual news that I cut off? My news was that we're going to finish the Rosalindog <gasps> series today. Ah! There were only three episodes. We started them eight years ago, and we're finally finishing them today. <laughs> it's the long haul. Yes. Yeah, slowest turtle haul. wins the race. <laughs> we are the slow turtles. <laughs> yeah. Don't get on turtles. <laughs> I will I will refrain. That. I'll refrain. I need you to refrain for the reframe. Okay. Thank you. I'll serve my country. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But before we do it, before we like get into it and Sarah and I are going to tag team this one. Yeah. We're, we both. We're partners in crime. Yes. Both prepared. Yep. Uh, It took a long time, but we're finally prepared to do this. I do have to say something. We got a couple complaints (gasps) last episode. Why? Um, you know the guy that Niles dressed up as? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I already know. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. What's his name? See, now I'm even blanking and we're going to get roused again. <laughs> I thought it was Cyrano de Bergerac. It is. De Bergerac. Cyrano. But I think I said Serrano. Yeah, we said Serrano. But um, I think that Niles pronounces it yeah we should go back and like just double check double check that but we got a message from our our favorite over in northern new york mm-hmm. kellen damn he shamed us hard my you heart 
when y'all didn't know <laughs> who Cyrano de Bergiac is, and it was Breakheart emoji. Kellen. Which two sided. One is he reveres us so much that he expected us to know who that was. Oh, this is heartbreaking. And then we let him down real hard because we totally spaced. And mom, mom shamed us the hardest. Yeah, I heard from mom, but not Kellen. Oh, I guess. This is like really heartbreaking. You're taking it right now in real time. Yeah, this is me real live reacting. Freaking mom. She begs and begs. (laughs) When's your next episode? When's your next episode? Finally, we release our last episode. This lovely woman who gave birth to each of us messages us not love it, hilarious, good job, so happy, just total hot text at like 8.30 in the morning (laughs) and it was... How do you not know who Cyrano de Bergiac is? What My is- brother in Christ, you raised us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, mom. And the next phone call I had with her after that, I was like, first she off, told me to on our nice phone call. She made sure she was like, here's the story. And she I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds familiar. I, I got, no, you. I've never heard of it in my life ever. I heard, I kind of remember it a little bit. I haven't and I'm I'm shocked. Never it's never come up. Yeah, I think um that's a failure on our mother's part. So we're just yeah, gonna so she should take one for the team on this one. She can right her own wrong. Yeah, mom. Right your wrong. You raised us. <laughs> take us out. <laughs> She's like, it's canceled. You guys are canceled. <laughs> yeah. Mom canceled us. Also, Mom has an Instagram. Nothing's on it right now, but if you guys are good <laughs> little stalkers, you can find mom. Yeah. Mom on there. But it's still debatable if she's real. Cause oh, yeah. There's yeah, a rumor had, going around that she's she's not even she's a real like a person. Maris. Yeah. She, yeah, we actually don't have any mom. We just appeared. <laughs> we did just appear. Yeah. That's how I like to think of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think I about just became here. I never existed before. I just became before. here. <laughs> sound like a toddler i just became here well i was just born so i was just like born yeah yeah so we're gonna call her mother maris until you hear her voice yeah she has to prove that she exists yeah and if she wants to prove it she can come here and come visit us and get on the pod get on the pod mom yeah god 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 mom just join us in our podcast god just get on the podcast with us mom god teenagers should we do it yeah okay okay so for our final installment of the rosalind dog series the third of three episodes that kind of tell the story of Roz and bulldog is season seven episode five the dog that rocks the cradle now this episode aired on October twenty first, nineteen ninety nine. It was directed by Pamela Fryman once again. Love a Fryman. Love a Fryman. Um, and it was written by David Angel, Peter Casey, and David Lee. We start off. We're in the apartment. Yeah, and it's actually Roz and Fraser working 
Which, what do they do? I don't even know. Fuck, I don't know. They well, they do like promos sometimes, right? But like you have look to through. record. I think I'm just, just wondering bullshit. what do they do like, at home they that just they have, have to papers. go through? Sometimes they're just, like, they're shuffling mail. papers. Yeah, they're always just like looking at and things. She's like, sorry, I have Alice with me while we're working. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't get a babysitter. Yeah, like she needs a nanny. She needs a nanny, a babysitter situation. She hasn't been on a date in a month. Uh, a month. <gasps> That's a long time. That's crazy. I'm like, sounds fine to me. Yeah, it sounds like most people's life. But, you know, I think in the 90s, there was this, this like culture of like have a date every weekend. Yeah. Or was I, that I was just wondering, from sitcoms I, I watched was going to say, up? like, is that like... Uh, anyone who's alive in the 90s um can you share <laughs> no you gotta get more specific anyone who is in their mid-20s to late 30s in the 90s in the late 90s please explain was it like you gotta have a date you gotta have yeah a date. like were you dating because the sitcoms make it seem like everyone was just going on dates which seems so cool like just meeting a bunch of people it seems very sex in the city yes where like what i grew up with was all my group of friends hanging out, drinking, and doing karaoke in a garage. Yeah. You know, like, that was what I did. But yeah. I'm just, <laughs> maybe, you know what? Business was doing better. People were getting paid better. Inflation yeah. wasn't as high. Maybe dates maybe were just Maybe you had time like, to, like, have fun. Yeah. Maybe time and money. Anyways, so they're talking about that. And, of course, Niles and Martin come home mm-hmm. within, like, a minute. Um, he just went to the what'd you do Bukowski funeral for- <laughs> I was gonna ask you if you could say yeah. it <laughs> we'll get there but like yeah Niles gets home um, with Martin they're from like they're coming from a funeral mm-hmm. and not- Martin's all upset because like that's not how Stan would have wanted it <laughs> of course they got some like rookie doing his doing his uh, eulogy and he couldn't even pronounce what a Bukowski wait would what you, what'd would, you do, Bukowski? It's like it sounds it's like, like what'd you, you do, Bukowski? Bukowski. Yeah, I, I what'd actually you do, Bukowski? studied it, and I was like, okay, so just pronounce it like this, and then I still messed it up. That's okay. Thank you. Such a forgiving sister and, and co-host. A perfect angel can do no wrong. <laughs> I hope you're looking in a mirror right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, and Niles is like. Oh, I actually had some bad news on the death front today too, or something like totally that. Totally normal. Just total normal. Totally normal. That's a that's an okay thing. Martin to say. went to a funeral, and Niles found out that because of his divorce with Maris, he has lost a cemetery plot at like this high end, like the, the best toniest. cemetery. Seattle's toniest. I've never even heard that word. Like it's Tony. Defining like, moment. I have to look that up real quick. To do a specific thing, but Tony is typically like kind of ha- what they are. Tony definition like elite, fashionable among wealthy or stylish people. That's crazy. So, yeah, doesn't surprise me. Great, great uh, vocabulary word. Mm-hmm. But I like that Niles is like all upset about this and Frasia goes I'm sorry Niles I know how much you were looking forward to being dead there (laughs) (laughs) you know what their candidness and like 
lightheartedness about this topic was refreshing mm-hmm. because I feel like we've talked about it before on this podcast. I think so. How you and I both have a fear, a fear of death that yeah. like causes us to have panic attacks if we actually go there and we actually skip death theme episodes. Yeah. Sometimes when we know we can't handle it. It's funny because you and I, like, we didn't know this about each other. And, like, obviously with the, like, our age difference and, like, living in different places, we we didn't didn't know this until, like, a couple, like, years ago when we were reunited that both of us separately, like, had a fear of death. Have, like, like, like a crippling kind where, like, literally started to have to go on, like, Ativan. Yeah. But literally the one where they're solving the like homicide of like what like the prostitute that like martin oh i can't even watch that like really I, yeah I avoid oh, it. that one's fine because it's, to me it's like i listen to true crime podcast i don't think i don't because when i, I listen what, to true crime stuff like that i think of the story and like yeah. the mystery of it all when they talk about specific things about like what do you like uh, wasn't there an episode with Frasier where he's one like, where he writes his obituary? Yeah, like it's all just like it's too personal and yeah. deep, and it forces you to think personal and deep. Yeah, I skipped that one for sure. Yeah, I skipped that one. So when we did, when we knew we had to do this one for our series, I was thinking like, oh, it's just going to be this lighthearted one, and right away they start talking about the plot, like the funeral and, <laughs> and the we're plots, like, <gasps> and I was like oh yeah there's this like where they like are trying to get their funeral plots and then it, like forces you to start thinking about like the funeral plots and like the funeral and being dead being dead <laughs> and where are you gonna go with your body when you're dead like where's mm. your body gonna go like it makes you think about that which is funny because i think in our first episode we actually talk about what we do you want to do was it the first or second one we talked about? It was what because you, we did music and it was at a funeral. Because I just realized I was thinking of your, asking you, like, how would you want your funeral? And I just realized we already we talked already about covered it. Because you had your tree thing. And oh, I yeah, thought it was the so tree cool. Thing. And then I brought up the diamond thing. Yeah. Wow, memories. Oh, so we have ago. memories now. We've grown so far. Yeah. I've come so far. So far. <laughs> Remember earlier when we had the repeat problem with yeah. <laughs> the reindeer song? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so I was like expecting to be like, oh God, like I have to watch this episode for mm-hmm. the series. But you know what? They handled it really lighthearted. Like they did. I it was, was like business. I felt the same. Where I was like, oh shit, like I remember they go look at graves and shit like that. Yeah. But- it's been fine. It was fine watching it. Yeah, I thought so Did too. Did a good job. So anyways, um, Niles is like, well, I'm waitlisted <laughs> to get in the Verdant Hills. Uh, that was pretty funny because it's yeah. like getting into a club. <laughs> yeah, like it's like this easy, like normal. I think that is like the whole episode when it talks about that. It's just like, oh, yeah. It's just like another thing that they're trying to like be like social yes. elite at. And then we get a lovely Daphne story. Mm-hmm. My uncle was a mortician. <laughs> he offered to do my makeup for the wedding. <laughs> nope. I was I just got like a, a very sad sh- head shake from Sarah. <laughs> just no. It's okay. No. Um, it was good. It was good. You know, it was good. What? Fraser's response to that. When he's like, oh, imagine at the wedding. Have you seen the bride? Very lifelike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like... 
mortician is not the way to go. Okay, so the boys tell Martin, like, they'll make sure he gets the send-off that he wants. Um, And they're like, so what do you want? He's like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. It's bad luck. Like, you Mm -hmm. don't pull the cord on the bus until you're ready to get off. And he walks away. And I was like, the what on the what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. I just like that, like, again, when he's talking about this, like, high-end cemetery, like, just the juxtaposition of, like, that. A bus to like. Oh, You're I don't so know what right. a bus I didn't even is. Think about it. Like, it's, yeah, it's all perfect. It all goes. It's all perfect. great. It's all woven perfectly. Well, one of my favorite. Like, this kills me every time I watch this episode. No pun intended. I was with like, kills. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're talking, and Fraser's like, "We all must be prepared when the cold hand of death comes knocking on our door." Instantly, there's a knock. Like, <laughs> Chris, knock door, knock, please. Um. And there's just silence where he and Niles are like not moving at all. And he's like, would you get that? And I was and like, most, I will most certainly not. <laughs> what does he say? Yeah, I'm I, absolutely not. Most certainly not. It was so, it's all really I just love the like, the like, cold hand of death comes knocking on your door. And guess who's knocking? A pizza delivery. But it's guess who's the pizza delivery guy? Bulldog. Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> And Niles like, you're delivering pizza? And he's like, no, I'm an eccentric millionaire and this has always been my dream. <laughs> I love a good, like... Love it. Like, cut that guy down yeah. size. You idiot. As Roz says, ask stupid questions. Yeah. Well, speaking of Roz... She comes out. She comes out. And, and there's Bulldog like this moment. this look. Yes! I noticed that it. too. He, it well, looks even like the really... way she goes like... Bulldog. Yeah, like it's really <gasps> like you're soft. running into your high school boyfriend and you're like 30 now. And you just get this and like nice and warm feeling. And you're just like <gasps> Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. That was 20 years ago. <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> um it's yeah, it just seems like really soft and like sweet. Like and you know, they're both usually very like hard shell people, like and they make jokes and they're raunchy oh, or whatever. Yes. And all of a sudden it's like Bulldog Ross. But it's just like a, a second, second. A second. Because then he's like, Oh, this is this is awkward. And she's like, Oh, it's not awkward. Like a job's a job. He's like, Oh no, awkward for you. It's the first time we've seen each other since I dumped you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start like debating who and dumped fighting you. Right away, like, no, I dumped you. Mm-hmm. But guess who saves them from that fight? Alice. Little Alice. She comes running out. And weirdly, I'm like, when did Bulldog like know Alice? If they haven't seen each other for so long. I guess it was last spring. Okay. Yeah. So she comes running out and Bulldog is so, so sweet. sweet. He like picks her up. He's all excited. Like, he calls her sweet pea. <laughs> just makes me like and he's like, hand so on the big. chest, like so sweet. Men have to do the bare minimum, like be nice to a child. And I women know, are like, marry me. This I will die on this hill. This is Bulldog's like arc though to me, where he always has had this soft side. And obviously we'll get into this. This is the whole point. This is like our cap cap off the theme. Yes. But remember him painting Rouse's toenails? Remember him. I'm not doing yes. that. Like, I think he's always had the sweet side, but obviously he was in a different time in life, a different era. And he always, ha- I think he has to, like live up to some depiction. Yeah. Especially when he was like a radio personality and like he had to be a certain way. But I just think like, it's just, 
it gets revealed in this episode that he's really good with kids. He's really good with Alice. And that's like just shows that he's capable of being he's a feeling full human. He's an actual human being and he's like actually very said sweet before, we can and attentive multitudes. and bold, bold dog, bold dog, <laughs> bold dog contains multitudes too. Um, yeah. And he's like, look, she loves me. And Roz is like, she's just <laughs> happy that she's not the least mature person, person in the room. room. <laughs> and he's like, you got a mean mommy. Frazier comes over and he's like, I think you solved your babysitter problem. Mm-hmm. And like basically convinces her like, like he needs the money. He's good with Alice. And you haven't had a date in a month. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Hey, do you want to babysit? <laughs> I don't know. What does she say to him? <laughs> like just out of nowhere. So we're at Roz's house now. Cut to that. Mm-hmm. Bulldogs feeding Alice. She's like, Steve's going to be here in a minute. Oh, you've been dating this guy for a while. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, it's my first date. Like, I haven't been on a date in over a month again. Just mm-hmm. like really emphasizing this month where I'm like, that's a normal. Make it two months. Yeah. Two months. I'd be two like, months all right, like, I feel okay, like you're you. used to dating. Like, But again, we need people f- that were. Mm-hmm. single and ready to pringle in the 90s to explain please explain but i think like maybe it's it is just kind of about Roz. like it's another not kind of like a dig at her but also just that she's like a very active like social life person yeah and we'll get there at the end of yeah. this episode but i agree it is something like she she likes to do these things mm-hmm. and he's like oh what's wrong you injured you pull something <laughs> Was it hard to find someone to measure up to the week you spent in the doghouse? Which I love because I feel like it is a direct reference to the actual episode where it's called Roz in in the the doghouse. And that was that week's Frasier episode. No, you're completely right. In the doghouse. Yeah. I love that. No, that actually, yeah, you're completely right. They just reference specifically like that. Like that was a little meta. Yeah. I love it. I love a little meta meta moment. Meta moment. Did you just say meta moment too? Yeah, I was going to. I just wow. got tripped up. You got tripped up. You got nervous. I got nervous. <laughs> she just rolled her eyes to the side, like I'm shy. I'm shy. So Steve arrives. Um, Roz is like getting ready in the back room, and he Bulldog answers, and he just like pulls him close and is like, "If you go out with <laughs> Roz tonight, I will rip off your arm and ram it down your throat and use it to squeeze your heart until it stops beating." And this convo like never happened. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he just leaves. But I love it because he's still holding Alice oh, during, yeah, this. during this. And he time. stops in the middle of threatening this guy to be like, who's like a sweet girl? And like, he's so like sweet to her. And then he goes back. And I kind of like love that, that he's just so Because like, all sweet. that matters is he, the well-being of the child. Yeah. And he's so sweet to Alice and like this little girl, but he will like fuck up this guy that's like threatening <laughs> His chances. Uh, sounds like like husband, da- I dad material. Agree. Yes, we'll get to our. I know. I'll hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So Roz comes out and she's like, "Do I look slutty?" First off, she looks, she looks insane. Like the chest, body is body. Uh, bodying is body. She's got. Yep, dimensions. Dimensions are happening. Shapes are happening. Shapes, curves. curves. Damn it. <laughs> And uh, she's like, do I look slutty? And he's like, Roz, if you're fishing for a compliment, yes, you look <laughs> slutty. <laughs> but again, body, yaddy, yaddy. Body, yaddy, yaddy. 
And then all of a sudden the phone rings and it's Steve. Mm-hmm. And he's canceling. And she's upset. She's really sad. And guess who acts all like in her defense? It's like, what a jerk. He doesn't deserve you. And she basically is just like, why don't you? Yeah, I guess he ordered a pizza. And, and she's like, oh, he he's like, like this whole diatribe. About he's like, night oh, go just y. go home. I ate it. Like I ordered a pizza, but just have him send it to my place. Well, have I'm him send it to the, the y. y. Have him like knock really hard because they play music loud to drown out the sirens. <laughs> yeah, like super dramatic. And then she's like, well, why don't you just stay and eat your Manipulative. pizza? Manipulative. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that he it hasn't been so far, but like. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like it's really bro, getting crazy. You don't need to go that hard. And then he goes to sit down with them and Roz is like, well, why don't you tell me like what you guys did at the park? And the way he like grabs Alice and is like, we fed the ducks. Yeah, we did this. so cute. It's like. One, like the part it's one of the parts of this episode that I'm like, oh, and it's like, take my baby to feed ducks, and then he he <laughs> takes her. He's like says he fed her peas. Yeah, and Roz is like flabbergasted. How'd like, you get her to eat peas? And that's it's just like this cute moment. It kind of fades out. Yeah, and cuts to the next scene, but it's like. It's kind of like <sighs> a little um snow a, a snow globe. Yes, it's like a taste. Of like, like a little domestic life together. And both of them are like tradition. Like they haven't been like into traditional like. And you know when he said roles. like, if you're fishing for compliments, yeah, you look slutty and he's holding the baby. I totally like got like husband, wife. She's yes. getting ready to like yes. go to do something. And she's just like casually asking yes. like, cause how many times have I come out and like alpha and been like, Chris, what do you think? And he's like either yay or nay. And it's always yay because yeah he doesn't have opinions no i've I've seen a lot of people like say that that like you 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 know know, you should be with someone who's hyping you up before you go out and like yeah i i got the same vibe of like yeah i just felt like it was husband husbandry like um so now we're back at cafe nervosa classic cafe a classic cafe moment um Niles walks in to see Frasier and he's like all stoked because he believes he's back at Verdant Hills, the toniest mm-hmm. cemetery in the Seattle. Toniest. And then Roz arrives and asks, is like something wrong with her? She's been canceled on like twice that mm-hmm. week by dates. Frasier's like, there's nothing wrong with you. In fact, that guy over there can't take your, his eyes off of you. Oh yeah, he's just staring up a storm. Staring up a storm. And she's like, oh, that's Ted from the ad department. We've been making the eye contact like that for months. Well, that's his crazy. gaze is so steamy, <laughs> it's refoaming my latte. What a nerd. Such a nerdy joke. I mean, I, I guess they gotta it, make but... it, and I love it. But it is like, ha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and he like convinces she's like I can't go talk to him no but she convinces he convinces her yeah and she's like I. he's like I'm going to Shannery myself this evening I'll get you a table hurry or he's gonna think there's competition and she's like <laughs> good one Frazier I needed a laugh <laughs> that's just so humbling <laughs> well and then Niall sits down again yes with Frazier Frazier's on a call with the restaurant trying to book a table and, and at Niles the same time, the phone with the cemetery nail, not nails, nails, <laughs> nails takes a call from the cemetery. And so they're like table for two. Yes. Plot for, plot for one. one. <laughs> and he's Frazier's like by the kitchen. I was hoping for, I don't know. It's like a, 
alcove or something. Yeah, right? some little you know, cove. Like a little and area. then Niles is like, the parking lot? I was hoping for the Serenity Gardens. <laughs> like, just right next, yeah. And then, who's who's at the table next to me? The Ashby's. Who's at the plot next to me? The Ashby's. <laughs> I just, just love like, that. I know when I was watching, I was like, "How am I gonna talk about this scene?" Yeah, it's, it's like so a weird, like, difficult, but it's so funny. It's just them having parallel conversations, which again, like, even though this is like a sub subplot of the episode and not related to like Ros and Bulldog, but I just love that picking out like a gravesite is like same level as like getting dinner getting a good table, getting the good table though, yes, too. and getting a good table, getting a good plot. It's just business. There's nothing funny about it. Like, don't add too much emotion, you know? Yeah. When they're just excited to and get, And it's like, all about what it says to everybody else. Yes. And then Niles is excited because this now means that he'll spend eternity looking, looking down, down on, on Maris. Because he goes, McGirt got me a shady spot on the high hill. <laughs> <laughs> and then in walks Bulldog with Alice. And mm-hmm. he immediately starts screaming. We get a classic Bulldog. This stinks. Total BS. Because he believes someone has stolen a pacifier from a baby. See, clearly not just his own stuff. It's Alice's stuff too. (laughs) Like that's sweet. He's protective. He's empathetic. He's feeling the pain of the baby. Like she doesn't have the autonomy to stand up for her rights against theft. And he's like, this stinks. I am advocating for her. I'm a baby ally. Yeah. Baby yes. Ally Bulldog. Baby Ally Bulldog. Bab. Not all Bulldogs. Not all Bulldogs. <laughs> um, so she actually, Roz goes up to him and she's like, explains the whole situation. Yeah, with Ted. Yes. And she's like, can you babysit tonight? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And so she heads out with Alice and he's mm-hmm. like, I'll catch up to you. I'm going to use the restroom. I think he says, like, I'd yeah. take a piss or something. I gotta use a can. The can, sorry. <laughs> He's like, lovely. Sometimes Chris will say, like, I gotta take a piss. And I'm like, what are we, are we, what are you saying? <laughs> um, He goes up to Ted. Walks right up to Ted. And uh, he's like, you better have Roz back within 45 minutes when you go out tonight. Mm-hmm. And Ted just stands up. And he's like, what are you gonna do about it? And he stares at him lifts up his like right hand and just dislocates his Ooh. middle finger. I don't even know if dislocate like basically bends him backwards and breaks him it feels like. Yeah, maybe that's a break. Can't say I've done it. I would be so like I'm not sure. You know what I would do if I was Ted if this was run. like a 2023 <laughs> situation, I would be like I need to talk to Roz and let her know like she may not be safe. Like think of that. Think of that. If, like, one of your best friends is going out with a guy and. Yeah. And a guy came up. Yeah. Like, if I, like, a like a date with someone from, because they both work together. And he knew Bulldog already. But that's the thing. He knew Bulldog. But still. I know. Because, like, he was kind of like, oh, hey, Bulldog. Good to see you. But, yeah. I'm like, no questions were asked. Like, it was just very much, like, fighting over a girl and not, like. But not even saying, why. like. She's with me, even though he walked in with her baby. Does Ted have questions? But also, like, hey, this guy's kind of off kilter. kilter and, like, is threatening, like, physical harm. Um, I don't know if he should be around you and your baby. That's a good point. Yeah, thank you. 
Just bringing it down to real serious town. Real serious town. Population one. Me. <laughs> I'll join you. Population two. Look at that. We doubled in size this year. <laughs> it's been a great year for some growth. Should Population open a growth doubled. <laughs> He's like, so if I would do this to myself, imagine what I'd do to you. Which is crazy. Like, I would love to say that to someone. I would love to do something and just be like, what would you do? Not the finger breaking. There's something like we wouldn't finger break. I don't know. What would I do to myself to show other people? Like, I would like slap yourself, but that's just kind of like weird. Mm. You could like jump off of something. That's like willing, like just to jump. I don't know. His is like pretty. It's a sleigh. I don't know if I would say like what if like imagine what I do for you, do to you. I would basically like take a whole other tactic. Uh-huh. I use stairs a lot. I feel like a I have stare. a powerful stare. Yeah, I've done a stare. Like I've stared in I... an intense way where I've felt the energy. Like I can feel the energy coming off of me, if that makes sense, and not a woo-woo way. I did recently stare and someone was like, I've never seen her this mad. And I was like, not mad at all. But <laughs> you're like, this is about a two joking. people. <laughs> yeah, it's a two. <laughs> you don't even know. Um, and then of course Martin arrives to the cafe. Of course. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, you guys want to go for a ride? I want to show you. I got a plot. Mm-hmm. And they're wanting to see the plot because, like, they want to plan their father's funeral. They wouldn't want him to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, So on the car ride, he's talking about, like, his details of his funeral. He's like, I want a bagpipe marching down the (laughs) aisle and Daphne's driving and you should try it. You can't do it? I don't know exactly what she says, but it it is like... She's like... like, (gasps) I'm, I'm having bagpipes at my wedding. I ha- knew that. <laughs> Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> it's not my best work. <laughs> we don't do our best work ever. No. You should hear us when we're not recorded to our English accents. Stella. Crazy. I've had people think I was My British. neighbor thinks I'm English. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, sir. <laughs> no. Uh, and then he's like, I want big slabs of beef. And she's like, oh, I'm having big slabs of beef. <laughs> he's just throwing he's himself like, a wedding. Fine, fine. Have like, I'll not do the bagpipes then. And she's like, keep the bagpipes. What are you going to have? A big cake with a white coffin? I can't even do it. <laughs> I can't <laughs> the even. The white try. coffin? The white coffin on the... <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I Our British listeners like, are rolling over and they're just grave. like, please stop. Please. In their toniest grave. They need to send us their American accent and then we can talk. Please. <laughs> you know what's easier? I know. <laughs> I know. But that should be to our credit then. Yeah. I did see something funny about like Europeans impersonating Americans and they were like, blah, 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 Trader Joe's, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> TJ's TJ's um so he takes them to the plot and they're like wow dad yeah it's lovely he's like I'm gonna put mom's ashes on the left because that's the side she slept on in the bed that part makes me want to cry the care the love the amount of things I wanted to say while we were watching it because we watched this one together and we had to not talk during it because we're like we're gonna talk I don't like there was physically like, restrained yes, myself. There was like three times where I was like two words into a sentence and I was like, nope, 
that point, I wanted to be like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, we Martin. both, I already knew. We both were like, Hester. That's so sweet. And then I thought of like me and Chris. Mm-hmm. I'm on the right side if you're in the bed. If you're looking at the bed, I'm on the left side. Me and my Charbander plushie. But I've always been, I've always been on that side, even when I was single and ready to Pringle. Yeah, I sleep on the left. I never slept like in the middle of the bed. No. I need a side. Yeah. It's uns- I'll um, stretch out. I'll wake up in the middle of the bed, but I go to bed. But I'm never on the right. I'm on the right. Wait, I don't know. When you're looking at the bed, standing up, looking I'm at thinking, it from the foot I'm of the bed. in the bed. Okay, you're in the bed looking at the ceiling. What side in of the, the bed, bed are you? Candles lit. Candles lit. Frasier's on. Frasier's on. You're playing playing Sudoku. Sudoku. And I'm in the left. So you're on Chris's side. Yeah, I'm I'm a Chris. You're you're the Chris to my Ash. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Sisters. Sisters. Um Oh, and I love that he's like, oh look, I'm right, and I'm right next to the shed. And they're like, what's so great about that? He's like, (laughs) You're the first first one to get mowed. (laughs) <laughs> and the light in his eyes. Yet the again, li- the the juxtaposition between him and his sons, where his sons are like, I need to be on the top the of the Serenity hill. Garden. I need to look down on people. Who am I next to? And he's like, I'm gonna be the first one to get mowed. That's Bitch, great. I got the freshest of the fresh cut. Yeah, <laughs> like first appointment fresh plot. in the morning. <laughs> so Martin's like, Oh, you like it? And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, we love it, dad. Like, it's just great. And he's like, all right, so well, supportive. here, I just want you to like stand, just stand over there. Take three steps to your left, Frazier. Mm-hmm. Niles, yeah, you go stand right next to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, congratulations, you're standing on your own graves. <laughs> that would take me out. I'd be like, all right, that's enough for me. Which is freaking hilarious and adorable because he's like, they were on sale, so I bought them. <laughs> and they were like, uh, uh, and he's like, Merry Christmas, which, by the way, no. I think categorizes this episode as our December episode. <laughs> this is our Christmas episode. <laughs> this is actually a Christmas episode of Frasier. Yeah. Because clearly. That's true. He did. Well, Martin says Merry it did Christmas. Air in, in October, October. Which is even funnier that it's like an early Christmas present. Sometimes like things will happen in October and you just, people are like, this is a Christmas just considered present. a Christmas yeah. present. Sometimes your dad picks your grave for you. Yep. So we cut to Roz's apartment and Roz gets home with Ted with Ted, presumably 45 minutes after he had and he's picked her up. rushing. He's rushing and he's not looking good. Mm-hmm. He's like pretended he's had like a stomach flu or something. Yeah. Like they're talking about that. And she's like, do you need anything? You're not real. feeling better. Which Bulldog. I'm like, oh, I always need a ginger ale. Oh, oh fucking take a Canada ginger dry me all the time, me. Zero sugar Canada dry me. Oh, yes. God. Stop. But Ted's like looking around. He's all stressed, like seeing if anyone's around. Because <laughs> he's terrified. He's terrified. And yeah, let me drop off this woman in this <laughs> house where this perpetrator could be. Where I'm terrified and I need to get out. Let me just leave this woman with her baby in yeah, this house. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, if he's really a threat. Like, it's bad. I think it's because with him, like, Ted knows Bulldog, and I don't know, that doesn't mean anything anymore, but maybe oh, that yeah, time Bulldog's they believe. Oh, yeah, Bulldog's just so well-known publicly for treating women with respect. Okay, you're right. 
But he wasn't actually a threat to Ross. I know. It's just a television faux pas of the 90s. But it's like, if you really think about that situation, it is interesting. It's really bad. But he like is looking around and then Bulldog comes out of like a doorway and it's out of Ross's vision and he like snaps another finger and Ted just is like, all right, like I gotta he just go. runs out. And uh, so he leaves. She slumps on the couch. She's all defeated. And he's like, Bulldog hey, comes out. Alice is asleep. I won't like bother you. And oh, where's Ted? <laughs> Where is he? Where'd he go? And she's like, he lying ass motherfucker. <laughs> And manipulation <laughs> yeah. out the you y'all <laughs> just made that one up it's a good one thanks um he's like she's like oh he ditched me like what is and he's like what is wrong with men like men are the fucking worst <laughs> which look hmm. <laughs> he made he made a point. thou doth protest too much yeah right yeah are you looking in a mirror bulldog because you should you? be projecting because you're a man and you are the worst mm-hmm. and he's like hey if you're hungry i whipped i, mean, I just whipped up a little something there I, should be enough for two maybe i don't know we'll see and she's like okay i'm gonna go change he like opens a drawer opens cabinets and drawers and just takes out wine a candle a whole dinner setup lights the candle pours the wine pours the wine ted comes back he's dropping off a wallet he drops off the wallet that Roz left her own wallet yeah. Trying to be a good guy. Jesus. And Bulldog is like rushing over and he's like, Get what are hell. you doing Get here? Like you're supposed here. to be gone. <gasps> and he's like, hey, look, like I took her back in 45 minutes. Like she just left her wallet and he like barks at him. And it's like. And guess who's in the like hallway? It's like desperate want- too, it's the way he did really, it. really, yeah. It's icky. And Roz like kind of walks up, but he can't see. And she like notices some of this conversation. Yeah. She sees all this happening. Mm-hmm. And. So she kind of goes back, hides again, so mm-hmm. Bulldog doesn't see her. And Bulldog continues to set up his little dinner. She walks out. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, wow, it's looks amazing. Yeah. My um, neck hurts. My neck hurts. It's tense from this date. And he starts massaging her, but he starts with his, like, fucked up hand where he yeah. put the fingers back. He's like, ah! <laughs> You're so good at this. In fact... You're you good, good at a lot, lot of things. things. <laughs> and then, like, unbuttons, like, her sweater. And he's like, it's oh, crazy. Victoria's Secret, page 39. <laughs> Stupid. Um, remember they, like, when you used to get a Victoria's Secret catalog? You don't. Uh, yeah, I was like, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Can't God, recall. I remember getting, like, the Toys R Us catalog every year, the JC yeah, Penny catalog. I remember, like, the other catalogs. Like, Venus. Remember Venus? Send it to all the moms. Really? Moms would get Venus. Damn, that's crazy. Damn, that's crazy. Crazy. She's like, let's just skip dinner and go to bed. So they go into her room. And fun fact, so Bulldog undresses. Dan Butler's actually naked in the scene. I believe it. Like, actually. And so, he, he didn't even put a sock on it. No, nothing. And so that's why it was really difficult to shoot the scene. Because he's always, like, behind, like, a TV or something like that. I mean, but I just like, thought they fully- did it to, like, prove, like, allude to that he's naked. He's like fully naked. Like the actor is naked. So all the people in the audience watching it could see him. That's fun. I don't know. I I guess so. It's fun. I need to know the lore. If you went to that live taping. If you were uh, <laughs> and you're listening to this episode of this podcast and this then life, it was destined for you to tell us what happened. Then I need happened. you to tell us the but real life story. I read that he was actually fully Where's naked. Where's the behind the scenes interviews on that? 
yeah. episode. Like, I need to know the true Hollywood story of that episode taping. Um, good for him. He committed. He, he committed. committed. That's called method acting. He's a regular Daniel Day Lewis. Mm-hmm. Next up, you'll see him playing president. Mm, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> one of them. Well, they're all the same. One of the stupid ones. Um, so he and Roz are about like about to make out. They haven't even done anything. And then she's like, wait. There's a scented candle on the balcony. It's cedar wood. It promotes stamina and sexual creativity. I love this because it it just so demonstrates like the ingenuity of female manipulation. Yeah. Because those two things are so stupid. Yeah. But I feel like if you told any guy, like if I'm not even trying to roast my own man, but I swear if I said this candle holding a candle in our house... I bought because it promotes yeah. sexual creativity and stamina. He'd believe it. He would believe it because like guys I, don't care about, they'll be like, sure. Candles. Sure. Yeah. They may not believe. I think the it's actual also that- powers, but they believe in the power that it, that you believe it. <sighs> yeah. And so what is that going to do? I feel like it's, it's that like, they believe it's, that it's you that believe she's it. saying like, oh, it promotes this. Like that's like it's like oh, when okay. guys like hear anything about zodiac stuff. Yeah, like, oh yeah, oh you're you're compatible with Aries, and I'm an Aries. Amazing, but he's like, <laughs> I don't even fucking know what any of that means. Yeah, you know, but you believe it. So, but he's like, cool. it works for me. This is beneficial to me, so I'm gonna be like, yes, yes, yes. Fair enough. I think that checks out. Yeah. Okay. That was my point to that. <laughs> Moving on to the next thing. Uh, so he runs out. He runs out. It's on her balcony and he runs out and she immediately locks him out there. Classic. And she starts telling him off. She's like, you've been scaring off my dates. Like you're, you're a, a slime, slime bag. bag. Love it. And I haven't have heard of slime bag in a while. I have. That's nice use. I have to say though. As she says it, he looks like deflated. Like he looks like upset. He's very sad. Like when you look at the and scene, and it only gets like, trigger warning, y'all. It just gets really sad. From it gets here on really out. sad, but it just genuinely, especially me, when you know that this is this actor's last. Oh, I know. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, he's like, I don't I'm know. I'm actually getting talking. emotional. I know. <laughs> My eyes are watering. I was uh, getting emotional watching it, and I it. think that's also part of why it's sad. Like, even for the actors, like, why they depicted it is because they knew this was going to be his... His last one. His last episode oh on God. the series. Dang, just in season five, too. Uh, no, or seven. seven. <laughs> episode My five. Bad. It's okay. But still just seven. Yeah. And there's 11 seasons. But it's kind of crazy. She's calling him slime bag, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Which is, like, obviously a lie, but, like, he looks so, like... He's like, it's cold out he here. He just looks like his place. heart is breaking in real time. I'm trying to bring levity about his tiny cold penis. Yeah, and then he's like, it's cold out here, as you can plainly see. Which I've seen, like, Dan Butler say, like, that's, like, his favorite line, like, in the show. It's great. Like... Oh, I want to watch that interview. Yeah. 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 I'll let you, um, I'll let you in on that one. I'll let you know him. <laughs> He's my friend. Um, and he like goes to sit on this table. She's like, Ew, I, I eat, on that. eat on that. Don't sit there. And so she opens the door and lets him in. And he's like, please let me explain. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want to hear it. You mm-hmm. make me sick. Just get out. Mm-hmm. I wrote down his whole little speech. Okay. I have parts in of a it. feverish typing. Okay. Me too. <sighs> 
I know. I'm like getting emotional. We're holding the wall. I'm We're bracing for impact. For emotional support. Emotional support wall. He's like, look, I wasn't trying to get you into bed. Last spring when we were together, it was great. And I, I didn't know how to handle it. So I ran away. And when I saw you again, I, I figured if I could keep the competition out of the way, maybe you and I, I, I don't know, we could be a couple. She's like, us? I think I'm in love with you. (laughs) (laughs) Silence. You're not saying anything, Roz. And he starts walking away, getting dressed. And she's like, she sees so many emotions emotions going through her face. Like, Eight levels of like stages of a yeah. grief. Like, I don't know, like pass through her face. Mm-hmm. She's like, wait a minute. I know what you're doing. I hate this part. I, I hate, hate the way it. she says it too. I hate. Yeah. It's very unlike. It does not sound at all like anything she's ever said. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that was on purpose. I think so too. Because it's not something she wanted to do. Yes. Okay. Is that what you yes. have to say? Yes. Okay, good. Because okay. like, what was she saying? What was the way she says like all this love stuff is just another way to get me into bed? Like the, the way she says the, it is the not at tone, all the, Roz the enunciation. Like yes, the way she rests her it's um, uncomfortable and it's syllables. weird. And I don't know how they achieved it, but I do feel like it was on purpose. But it's not anything. It does not sound like it's Roz. like she had to channel someone else to get it's through that super moment. fake. Like it's super so like not fake. what she thinks. Like it's just like and I know that. But I feel like if she's going for that tactic to kind of let him down softer, it wouldn't be like that. Be a little more natural, but like the way she says those lines really are not wrong. What do you think it is that she Should we feels? Quick, just do a quick finish the episode and do a a debrief because I had to really think about this one. Okay, I'm almost done. Do you okay. want me to wrap it up? No, you can uh, finish like the little the interaction and. He just denies and denies and denies. Like, and, Wait a minute. And she's like, you're still at it. You're still at it. Give up, bulldog. Give up, bulldog. And gets like way more serious. And he like. He looks so Because he's sad, denying it. But he looks so He's sad. like, no, no. I, like, I really am not trying to get you. No. And it's like the most genuine you've ever seen bulldog in this entire fucking series. The most genuine. Like, you know, he's not fucking with you're her. You're literally making me like, cry. Like. <laughs> He has his moments, but I think everything he said about like loving her that when we were together was great. And I ran away like because she felt like he was like in love with her. But all of a sudden he was like breaking up with her and he's like, oh, I found a model. He's been single. And she was offended by that for years. And I think he finally found someone where it's like they match energy. They had fun together and it started to become something serious and it freaked him out. And so he decided to just go back to his old ways and just be like, oh, whatever, I'm dumping you. And I don't think that he wanted to do that. And that's actually a really, if you're in a real situation like that, that's a great talking point. Yeah. Like, let's talk through that. 
Yeah. Like this is a chance for us to both grow, whether we end up together or not. Like I'll learn a little bit about you. Mm -hmm. You'll learn a little about me. We'll learn a little bit about ourselves Mm -hmm. because the only way you can grow is through these uncomfortable conversations. And like, if someone said that to you, like that's really vulnerable to be like, I didn't know how to handle that. Yeah. Like I was catching emotional maturity for sure. For him to be like, look, this is what happened. And I, I didn't realize how close in timeline it was. How Cause close he goes like it? last spring, right? Like last spring oh, when so we were like together. So no, it's like or just, six, seven months. Oh, just cause if it's spring and now it's October. What was the last? Well, I don't know if the episode air date, typically the episode air date aligns with the time of the year. Cause they do like Christmas and yeah, but it said it was like October 21st episode, right? Okay, so shout out in Seattle was the other one we had covered where they had dated, and yeah. it actually was season six, and it was the end of season six. So it's oh, so like really only been, Why did I not realize how close the timeline? So it was. must have only been like months before. Like it wasn't. That's why he knew. And they haven't seen and... each other since then, which is like, if that's how you left it. Wow. I can definitely understand oh, yeah, all the tension. Of course he's in between radio jobs because remember he met the girl that he went to Hawaii with mm-hmm. on at unemployment. Yeah. Wow. And so it hasn't even been that long. Yeah. And she's saying give up, give up. And he and he looks really sad. And then he like fakes this whole thing. He's like, can't blame a guy for trying. Like, I got you there. Yeah. And it's so half-hearted, and it's so, like, she knows that he's faking it, too, but she's, like, the acting really gets across this whole, like, level of, like. <laughs> he goes, like, even did the dishes, the laundry. I put childproof latches on the cabinets. It's literally, like, dad shit, dad shit, dad yeah. shit. Like, I got house you. me, bitch. Like, domesticated. Yeah. All part of my plan to get you in the sack. And she goes, you're such a pig. Like mm-hmm. helping, going along with the joke. And he goes, Well, I better be going. And then she says this Okay, thank you for all your help with Alice. And then he's at the door and she looks him in the eye and says, I'll see you, Bob. Mm-hmm. Bob got right to my heart. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's like, like the only time she ever calls him that. Only time. Mm-hmm. And also, if you think about it, I feel like it's. Not just about the bulldog Roz, it's about knowing the actor mm. that's his last scene, <sighs> and Perry <sighs> and the writers and everybody are giving him respect by calling him by his first name, not his nickname. I'm gonna fucking sob. I know. Like, you have to add that heaviness of the reality of it. Like, because they've built this relationship for mm-hmm. seven years. You're crying. My little baby sister's crying. I'm going to cry. No, I'll see you, Bob. But it's, like, actually, like, the last scene for that actor is, like, I'll see you, Bob. And, <laughs> and he can't. goes, see you, Roz. And he gives her the sweetest little look and then leaves. And it's, like, a goodbye. I know. <laughs> Oh my god, we're sobbing. We're live sobbing. Okay, we have emotions, you guys. Well, also, like, I'm a crier, but I'm also, like, a sympathetic crier. It's 
Especially when it's my little <laughs> sister. Like, it's really hard to see your sister cry. Anyways, it's just Bulldog. Get the fuck out of your feelings. Yeah. But and also, then, it's just like, I think, I'm thinking of the real people behind it. That, and like, like, adds a whole Roz, level. Like, Perry Gilpin is saying goodbye to him. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I just keep, like, hitting the nail. Like, putting in the, the nail in the coffin. In the coffin of my the toniest grave. Yeah, the toniest grave. <laughs> in all Seattle. Well, just to finish out the episode before I dive into my opinions. Get your opinions all fired up, uh, girl. Roz is kind of on her own for, like, a hot minute. And then she hears a knock. She thinks it's her neighbor shaming her for... She's like, I know there's no sex play on the balcony, whatever. Wachowski. Which I thought was funny because it reminds me of... The, the Wojibudukowski. <laughs> I'm like, dang, got the That's Kowskis. True. The Kowskis. Um, it's Fraser, and he was like, "Oh, I saw you run out of the restaurant with Ted. Like, I was wondering if you're okay." And she's like, "You will not believe what happened." She tells him everything, and she's like, "I tried to let him down easy." Like, um, he's in love with me, and he's like, "Wow, Bulldogs full of surprises. Like, mm-hmm. who'd have thought?" And she's like, you know, it's weird. Like, I'm going to miss him. I don't have to. And think of this from the actor's perspective, too. She's like, I didn't have to worry about Alice. He kept it, everything clean. It was just nice to have, like, another person. To come home to. To come home to. And Frazier's like, well, maybe this is a sign. Like, you know, Bulldog in his clumsy way showed you. Like, what having like, a husband would be. Yeah, maybe. And she's, like, laughing. Like, what you're saying, I should be start looking for my husband. Like, no, I had three guys into me this week. Like, single life is pretty good. Is she, she lying to herself? Because I feel like overcompensating is happening right then. Yes. So. Or is she, the actress really sad and she's getting through the scene? It's probably both but in terms of rosin okay so fraser fraser leaves she sits down she pours the wine that was left over from the second wine glass into hers which i Bob's, feel like is also a moment like a symbolic moment like like instead of two me. it's just gonna be me and she spoons out her pasta i feel like because i honestly the whole time i've watched fraser i've had questions about this like i don't i've never understood why she wouldn't be with Bulldog when he's perfect with her kid. Perfect match. Perfect match. They mentally, energy, energy they're sexually, funny. they joke with each other. Yeah, they both tit for tat. You know what yes. I mean? That like back and forth, which is fun in a relationship. Like when it you is. can poke fun. And he's proven that he has his soft side and that he will take care of her. He will fucking he will cook, paint your toenails. Clean, paint your toenails. Take care of your daughter. I, he knows Chris tricks. has never painted my toenails. I begged him to learn how to French braid. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, it's a free gift you can give me. Free. Free. It just takes time. <laughs> learn how to French braid, please. Actually, that's really valid. Right? Yeah. Don't complain to money about I don't need your Apple Watch this Christmas. Learn how to French braid. Yeah, get some get a skill. Get a no, he has so many skills. No, but get another skill. Get another skill, please. Um sorry. So here's the thing. I we've talked before. I genuinely think that Roz and Bulldog should be together. I genuinely do. I think they set it up too much for that not to be the case. I think they both have dated around, but ultimately, I, and maybe it's something they weren't uh, expecting and they didn't mean to happen. But like I the see writers, it. no, no, the, like the the characters, like they didn't. But you know, because here's think, my thing from the writers. First off, agree. Yeah, I've been waiting to say that too. Yeah, 
And I'll add that I can't think of a reason for them not to be together, especially yeah. at this point in the game. I think obviously the shit he did with the people he was going, she was going on dates with is fucked up. Mm-hmm. But once he says all that stuff, okay, now let's work through that shit. Yeah. Like, let's talk about how that's totally fucking wrong. Yeah. You know, this is red flags for controlling behavior. If you really True. love me, like, you know what I mean? Like, if there was a chance, let's work through that. If we're, Excuse me. If we're talking about, like, real relationship mm-hmm. stuff. But as far as the characters go, I can't think of a reason for them not to be together. Well, here's... What I, when we were watching it, I was like, I need to figure this out. Like, I need to understand why. Cause it's Roz. He just poured his entire fucking heart out. This man has clearly been on unemployment. He's working. He's changed. His life is different. Like, you could tell this is the last time we're seeing him. His life is different. (laughs) He's doing what he needs to do. He's showing his softer side. And he's honestly trying to just get this girl that he realized he really likes genuinely likes and he's heartbroken that he that she thinks it's only sex he pours his heart out and she cannot take it and i was like there's no fucking way if they had this chemistry before there's no way that she's just like oh hilarious no like no no if you have good sexual and And conversational chemistry with somebody and then they say they're in love with you you'd be like hole in one motherfucker and but here's the thing with her conversation with fraser He's bringing up, like, maybe you'd start looking for a husband. I think for a while, I was like, well, she's been dating, but she's not looking for a husband. And I think that she's attached to this idea of, like, her single life still. Even though she's a mom, which is totally fine. Like, those two don't necessarily have to go hand in hand. I think she still is in her non-traditional, like, I I don't want to be tied down. she became pregnant at an unexpected Mm -hmm. time. Not that Alice is not a blessing or whatever. She's not ready to let go. But because she really was... I mean, she freaking got impregnated by like a, what, 20-year-old? It's too young, by the way. Like, make him at least 21. Did we... I think he was... No, I'm pretty sure I was shocked because I was like, he wasn't even 21. Yeah, it was something like rough. Yeah. um, Too young, personally. It's not just male older to younger female that's the problem. Both are gross when it's that big of a disparity. But I'm just saying, like, she got pregnant by a hookup, basically, which I find no judgment. No. But there is a real identity crisis that happens when women have children, whether they're married Mm -hmm. in a long term relationship boyfriend have a boyfriend or partner or a random hookup or friends with benefit i know this because i you know i Mm -hmm. haven't had a child yet but i'm close with people who have had children and i'm very grateful for the conversations i've had with these women where they divulge this information that you would as a woman you want to know this stuff Mm -hmm. because it's the shit that you don't read about in books or Mm -hmm. see on social media where it's like there is this identity loss when mm-hmm. you have a child like, and they don't talk about it enough where mm-hmm. you literally lose your, you're not like losing yourself completely, but like 
you're gone. Like the you that you knew is gone Mm -hmm. and you have to learn this new version of you, Mm -hmm. which is you, but in a different form. Right. Mm -hmm. But then if you're with a partner, then it's like, you're mourning not only the loss of your identity, you're mourning the loss of what your relationship with that partner Mm -hmm. was like before a child was involved. All these things that you don't even think about because like having a baby and getting pregnant is so like overwhelmed with, oh, beautiful, congratulations, Mm -hmm. beautiful baby, like a miracle, like the miracle of life, like you're a mother, mother perfection, beautiful. When the reality is, is like, it's not that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I kind of appreciate that angle in this episode of her still wanting to date, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's also like, fuck yeah, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. If that's what you want to do, fine. Mm -hmm. Because it also honors the reality that a lot of women have where if you're in this situation where you got pregnant by hookup, Mm -hmm. you don't have a partner Mm -hmm. in that sense. And you're, you know, willingly, like it's not Mm -hmm. like someone left you or something and you still want to live that life and you want to make it work for you. So you go on a couple dates every month instead of every week Mm -hmm. Then live that life, I guess. Yeah, and to be fair, like, when she realized she was pregnant, she, like, rose to the occasion and was like, I'm keeping this baby, like, I'm taking care of her. And it's kind of something, like, in a sense, she had control. Like, she could have, like, seen if someone could have adopted the baby, whatever, but she chose. And I feel like her dating life is what she still has control over. Like, she can choose, because for her and for someone that wasn't even expecting to be pregnant already— she already had that. And then it's like, if once you settle down with the partner, it might feel like her life is pretty finalized and maybe she's not ready. Yeah. Because everything else was rushed. Yeah. I just, I genuinely feel like I think we've talked before. I think she has an idea of like, it's bulldog kind of thing and thinking like, this oh, isn't yeah, the like, guy that the I stereotype, would be with. The vibe that people get from him at work as his character on the radio. But and even it's like when she's talking to Frazier, she says he was great with Alice. He kept things clean. He was she nice to She literally named everything that like women kind of want. And she acknowledged that that's Bulldog. Like She acknowledged that it's, it's not that it's him. I think she's just not ready to settle down. Like He's offering her this life that's like really serious. And if she was with him, it would be like... It would be serious. It would be serious. Because he would totally embrace the father, like, kind of role. And he would be great for it, but she just wasn't in that place. And you can, like, I feel like I tend to be like, Roz, like, come on, this is the guy. But to, as you're saying, like, you're completely right. It's okay. Like, she just isn't in that place. Like, she's not, that's not what she wants. As a viewer, you're rooting for the couple, right? Yeah. And so I feel that too. It's Mm -hmm. both things are happening in me where it's like, hey, if that's, if that's how she is and that's yeah. where she's at in life and that's what she wants, she's obviously has every right to feel that way. If it doesn't feel like she wants that, fine. But then just knowing the characters mm-hmm. and like knowing the arc and like all these things, you're like, come on. Like what's yeah. so wrong with that? Like what is so wrong with that? Yeah. And then like she dates like the the trash collector guy. And there's a and whole I feel arc like, there. Like, but I feel like that was her finally having like a serious relationship where I wonder if Bulldog had come after that. 
she would be more. But I also honestly, I wonder like if the writers, I genuinely wonder if they try to set up like Frasier and Roz. Like, I'm not sure what their end game goal is with some of the relationships. They keep toying with that shit. You know? And so I'm not sure if like, it's gonna, I mean, Frasier comes in after Bulldog. I don't know. And I'm interested when she appears on the new series, like what we'll see from her. She'll Guess what? Today's Thursday. And did it air? (laughs) Today's the day it airs. Oh man. So So we'll see. We'll find out. Let us know. And soon we'll, we're going to do an episode where we just kind of like, just a special side episode of the reboot. We're going to do a reboot rehash. Rehash. Reboot rehash at the end of the first season. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and also just the whole Rosalind dog vibes. Yeah, we've spent a while on this one, but I just feel like do you it's think a complicated theme in the show. And there are more episodes. I've been there watching is. the series again. I'm at season three now on my rewatch. <laughs> okay. And there's been episodes where I'm like, because it's not full episode arcs, yeah. but there are moments where I'm like, oh, that was like an important moment, you yeah. know, but we can't do a whole episode on it. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on Roz and Bulldog? Do you sure. agree with the way it played out? Do you, and we're not, we don't care. We're not going to take it personally if you disagree with us. Um, we'd like to hear it all. So, yeah, just share with us your thoughts. Do you think they should have ended up together? Do you think it ended the way it should have ended? Mm-hmm. Do you think Bulldog's just Did you a think creep? Anything happened after? Were you sexually attracted to Bulldog when he pushed her against the wall in the um, recording mm-hmm. studio? This is a safe space. If this you is were a safe space, um, but on that note, we love you guys. We do, and here's wishing you a great day and good mental health. Ask a stupid question. (laughs) The Crane Reframe, a Frasier fan podcast, is brought to you by Another Mr. Productions and is hosted by Ash Baker and Sarah Hale. Executive producers Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Produced and recorded by Chris Sakura at Voyager Studios. Edited by Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Intro theme is Midnight Walker by Wendy Marchoni. Outro theme is Hanzo by Martin Landstrom. 